0: Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. When thinking about the Bible verses uh, that... Pastor Tony has chose for us this morning, I really started to think a little bit more about what does it mean for us to be free if all of us are not free, and the different definitions of freedom. And I was encouraged to read these verses this morning. The first one comes to you from Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. When there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint and run wild. Proverbs thirteen twelve. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, depressed, discouraged. But a longing fulfilled, a desire, a dream, and a vision that comes true is like the tree of life. And finally, Joel two twenty eight. After all of this, I will pour out my spirit on all kinds of people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your elderly will have prophetic dreams, and your young will have visions.
1: Do you own... A big house, drive a fancy car, have a a great job? If you answered yes to any of these, you probably think that you are living the American dream. But is that true? Is that what it means to live the American dream? Or is this modern misunderstanding of the American dream, what it's all about. What about the dreams of Washington, Adams, Franklin, Jefferson, and the rest of our founding fathers? Do you imagine that George Washington, when he built Mount Vernon, saw that as his crowning achievement? Did John Adams view his presidency as his claim to fame? did benjamin franklin did he die a satisfied man because he flew a kite in a thunderstorm sadly the american dream has been morphed and distorted over the past decades that nice job that you have with the corner office personal secretary and the nice car you drive and park in your big house that you call home? Please know, they do not define whether a person has fulfilled the American dream or not. Rather, they are the potential results of the American dream. The original American dream, the dream of the Founding Fathers, is far greater than any of these things. This great country of ours was built not on the ability to attain notoriety or material possessions, but it was built on principles. The principle of liberty. Liberty above all things was the dream that the founding fathers had for this new country. But this was more than a dream to them. The proverbs say where there is no vision, the people perish. Our nation's founders. For them, liberty was their vision, a vision of what the world could be, of what a new nation could be. And they were convinced it could become a reality. All it would take is a million dreams, a million dreams for the nation they were going to make. And that vision was also rooted in the principles of equality and unalienable rights. From the Declaration of Independence, these are clearly declared. We hold these truths to be self evident that all people are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Church of the Beatitudes was built upon a dream. When twelve families living in what was then far to the north edge of Phoenix, when these families came together, they agreed on a common vision Of a growing a church. Bill Nelson, our founding minister, moved his family from California to the desert only after he had closed his eyes and saw what might be. It was because of the million dreams that were keeping him awake at night of a church with its grand possibilities that he committed to creating a church of dreamers, people who would dream of what our world might be. Some people said building this church was simply crazy, that these people and their minister had lost their minds. It's reported. That an older minister had been offered the same opportunity that Bill Nelson had, but declared, I don't see much future in Phoenix. A minister will get lost there and never be heard of again. And in return, I imagine Nelson replied, I don't care. Call me crazy. We, we can and will thrive in a church that we design. Out of this dream, the founders of Beatitudes were determined to create opportunities for visibility. They were so committed to what this church could be that they became passionate that others must know about it, and what Beatitudes stood for, what they were about. They understood that if people didn't know where they were, who they were, they wouldn't come. The founders of Beatitudes also committed to growing. Not because they wanted bragging rights of being a a large church. Rather, because they had a dream. This dream was based on the principles of inquiry and spirituality. They envisioned Beatitudes becoming a place for some serious wrestling with the great questions of life and for encountering God in whatever way one might experience their idea of God. And as they grew, they rejected the notion that a so-called self-governing church is, is somehow owned by the people and subject to their will. They agreed that what they as members liked or didn't like wasn't essential. In fact, such an attitude wholly missed the point. And if they allowed it to take root, this church would become little more than a country club or a secular society. They passionately accepted that nothing is quite so tragic as for a church to be caught up in a tangled web of bureaucracy that begins to serve itself, to protect its properties and defend its aging memories against the intrusion of new ideas. They passionately understood that nothing is so pathetic as for a church to be concerned primarily for institutional preservation rather than institutional reliability. Their task... Was not to grow and then preserve that which they had built, to institutionalize it. It was to grow so they might change and enhance Phoenix and beyond. They embraced the reality that if they were unable, to address the primary concerns underlying the great personal and social issues of their time, then their church was simply irrelevant. In Bill Nelson's autobiography, he states the following, and I quote, What we really needed, what we really needed to do Was develop a dream, an ideal, an image of what we wanted our world to be in 10, 20, or 30 years from now, and then continue. Continue not by remembering the past, but by remembering the future. Bill Nelson and those who populated these pews and these buildings before us, they grasped, they understood that where there is no vision, the people, the church, will perish. Over the last decades, many members have left Beatitudes. Some moved out of the area. For some, the church was no longer a good fit. Some were exposed to a level of conflict that made it uncomfortable for them to remain, while others were wounded and retreated to a safe space to find healing. And unfortunately, some prefer to remember and focus on the past rather than to remember the future. But I have to wonder, if underlying these various reasons for members departing was the reality that the church had lost its ability to dream new Dreams. For the writer of Proverbs is correct. Where there is no vision, the people, the church, will perish. When I accepted the offer to become the pastor of Beatitudes, some said that moving to the desert sounded crazy. Others said, I'd, I just lost my mind. But I didn't care if they called me crazy. I believed in a church that you and I could design. So every night I lied in bed, the brightest, brightest colors filled my head. A million dreams kept me awake. Today, I think of what this church can be, a vision of the one that I see, and I realize that a million dreams is all it's going to take. Through the dark, through the door, through where no one's been before, is a church that feels like home. This vision I have for Beatitudes, like that of the founders of our nation and the founders of this church, is built upon principles. For me, specifically, five principles. Please allow me to briefly share these five with you. The first principle, we are Christian. Christian in the sense that our perception of God in humanity is rooted in Jesus. Therefore, we endeavor to learn as much as we can about this historical man. We are Christians in that we perceive in Jesus both the divine and human qualities of love, compassion, and impartiality, and we aim to allow these qualities to infiltrate us just as they infiltrated him. Number two, we are open-minded. Open-minded means that we value the Bible and the insights which tradition, the humanities, and the various sciences bring to our 21st century interpretation of the Bible. Open-minded, it means that we value questions that encourage us to expand our understanding of God and humanity. Open-minded, it means that we know that the way we behave towards one another is the fullest expression of what it is that we believe. Third principle, we are spiritual. Spiritual means that we acknowledge there are life experiences that we have that can be difficult. Difficult to put either into words or explain. The divine is intertwined with all of life, making it nearly impossible to demarcate the sacred from the secular spiritual also means a sense of connection with oneself and others and that which is larger than us and that spirituality finds expression by tangibly making love real through words and actions while seeking justice and compassion Number four, we are evolving. Evolving means we endeavor to be rooted, but not stuck. Wise, but not arrogant. We are committed to a path of lifelong learning, of maturing in self-love, As well as love for others. As the model for church evolves, we eagerly, we eagerly experiment with new ways of journeying toward wholeness of body, mind, and spirit. And lastly, we are diverse. Diversity means that we acknowledge all ideologies and religions. But ideologies and religions that are rooted in the principle of love, love for others, and accept that diversity does not equal uniformity. If you've noticed, over the last few years, we no longer say that no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. Why? Why did we stop saying that? For me, it was because we will not accommodate Those who will intentionally try to hurt, either through their words or actions, others, simply based on the color of their skin, their sexual orientation or gender identity, their mental or physical abilities or background, nor their socioeconomic status. There is no room in this community for people who will intentionally try to hurt other people. Since our very beginning, Beatitudes Church has relied on the concept of Kairos. Now in its biblical sense, This Greek word kairos means decisive moment. Right now, today, is our decisive moment. Why? Because you and I know That where there is no vision, the church will perish. Beatitudes will be no more. Because we know that this is our time. And what happens next, that's up to us. That's our responsibility. Because we know that right now, The Spirit is being poured out upon us. And and that our elders will dream dreams again. And that our young men and women, they will see visions. So what say you? Are you willing to embrace a vision of Beatitudes founded upon these five principles? Are you willing to believe Are you willing to believe in Beatitudes and commit yourself to sharing what we are about to your families and your friends, to making Beatitudes known throughout this city and beyond? And are you willing to commit today and tomorrow and for weeks to come to growing Beatitudes through sharing your time and your talents and monies to that very end. Please, please, are you willing to dream and say, cause every night I lie in bed, the brightest colors, they fill my head A million dreams are keeping me awake. And I think of what this church could be. A vision. A vision of the one that I see. A million dreams. A million dreams is all it's going to take. Oh, a million dreams for the church for the church that we get to make. Amen.
2: It's my eyes and I can see The world that's waiting for me That I call my own Through the dark, through the door Through where no one's been before but it feels like cold oh. They can say, they can say, it all sounds crazy. They can say, they can say, I've lost my mind. I don't care, I don't care, so call me crazy. We can live in a church that we desire. Because every night I lie in bed, the brightest colors fill my head. A million dreams are keeping me awake. Think of what the church could be, a vision of the one I see. A million dreams is all it's gonna take. Oh, a million dreams for the church we're gonna make.
1: Thank you for joining
0: us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at Beatitudeschurch.org backslash online-giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.